Greetings. I am grateful for the opportunity that has been allotted to me by God Almighty to share with you another lesson of encouragement from a portion of God's Word. I hope that this message reaches you in good health and wellness for both you and your family. In light of this pandemic, life as we know it has changed in many ways. We really begin to understand a little bit of how the people of yesterday lived without all the distractions which existed in our lives before the coronavirus. This world is a busy world. Everybody has been rushing about here and there until we were all forced to stay home. Tell me, do you appreciate your quiet time at home? Have you learned any lessons at all? Have you attained any clarity about the things of this life? Do you perhaps have come to realize that this life will go on without you? Or without whatever it is that you were doing before this virus, that somehow life continues without you being a participant in such activity, be it your job, um, extracurricular activities, whatever it might be. I believe in many ways we have lost sight of the things which are most important in our lives. And somehow God has afforded us the time and opportunity to bring some things back into focus. With that being said, I would like to present to you a sermon entitled More Than Life Itself. And there are some questions I hope to answer in this lesson, such as, what does that saying mean, more than life itself? Is it possible to love something more than life itself? What are the most important things of one's life? And what is life to begin with? Turn with me, if you will, to the book of Luke chapter 12, from verse 13 to 31. That's, again, Luke chapter 12, from verse 13 to 31, and I will read this text. Reading from the modern King James Version, the scripture tells us, And one of the company said to him, Master, speak to my brother to divide the inheritance with me. And he said to him, Man, who made me a judge or a divider over you? And he said to them, Watch, and keep yourselves from covetousness. For a man's life is not in the abundance of the things which he possesses. And he spoke a parable unto them, saying, The ground of a certain rich man brought forth plentiful. And he thought within himself, saying, What shall I do? Because I have no room in which to store my fruits. And he said, I will do this. I will build, I will pull down my barns and build the bigger ones, and I will store all my fruits and the goods there. And I will say to my soul, Soul, you have many goods laid up for years. Take your ease, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, Fool, this night your soul shall be required of you. Then whose shall those things which are, which you have prepared, be? So is he who lays up treasures for himself and is not rich towards God. 
And he said to his disciples, Therefore I say unto you, Be not anxious as to your life what you shall eat, nor for the body what you shall put on. Life is more than food, and the body is more than clothing. Consider the ravens, for they neither sow nor reap, having neither storehouses nor barns, and God feed them. How much more are you better than the birds? And which of you, being anxious, can add one cubit to his stature? If then you are not able to do even the least, why are you anxious about the rest? Consider the lilies, how they grow. They do not toil, they do not spin. And yet I say to you that Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. If then God so clothed the grass which today is in the field and tomorrow is cast into the oven, how much more will he clothe you, O little faith? And do not seek what you shall eat, nor what you shall drink, and stop being in anxiety. For all these things the nations of the world seek after. For your heavenly Father knows that you have need of these things. But rather seek the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added to you. It is important for us to correct the wrong or the misunderstanding we have concerning the things which we deem as important in this life. And this is exactly what Jesus attempts to do with these few verses in the book of Luke, dealing with the issue of covetousness and greed. Luke chapter 12, from verse 13 to 41, deals with the issue of covetousness and greed. It deals with the issue of misplaced importance. But it deals with the re the heart of the issues of the life of the modern man. This young man came to Jesus and asked him to be a divider, asked Jesus rather, to be a judge in asking his brother to divide the inheritance with him. Jesus, knowing the hearts of men, recognized that this was an issue of greed. I've heard so many sad stories of how brothers and sisters fight over inheritance and how families have been torn apart over an inheritance left by a loved one. And it's just shameful. And so Jesus said to this young man in verse 15, said to him, Beware and keep yourselves from covetousness. For a man's life is not in the abundance of the things which he possesses. Let me ask you, what is life to you? To some, it is the fight and the struggle to attain. But Jesus said that a man's life is not in the abundance of the things which he possesses. Life is more than just work and money and things. I am saddened by the death of so many people this, to these days. And I pray for the safety of all those who are on the front line every day. But in some, some way, I am happy that these circumstances have reminded us all that life is more than just working and making money. Or that it is more than just partying and playing of sports or playing of games. 
the things that you and I were so preoccupied with before this virus. And Jesus proceeded in Luke chapter 12, verse 16 to 21, to tell of a parable of a farmer man whose crop brought forth in abundance. And this man, he broke down his barns, he built bigger barns, that he could store everything in place and said within himself, I have done well, it's time to take my ease, eat and drink merry until he was rebuked by God himself. At first, this particular story, this, this particular parable, seems rather innocent, but a closer look at the text will reveal some valuable insight. And so let us continue to read and hear, or see rather, what we may have missed. In this parable, first of all, which is found in Luke chapter 12 and verse 16, Jesus spoke not just of a farmer man, but he said, this man was a certain rich man. This man was already wealthy and well off financially. And so happened that his field, his ground, his harvest came forth in abundance, plentifully. His cup was not only full, but it was running over. An abundance of increase was what this man was experiencing. And so he fought within himself, saying, what shall I do? Could he perhaps have given some of what he had to the poor and needy? Perhaps he could have given to the homes or the charities that take care of those who are less fortunate. Could he have shared with his neighbor? What would you have done? But this man continued saying, because I have no room in which to store my fruits. You know, that was a lie. Because as we read on, the scripture tells us, he decided, this is what I will do. I will pull down my barns. Which tells us that this man already had storehouses. They were full to capacity. But he still did not think it a good idea to give away or to share or to look out for his neighbor or, or fellow, fellow citizens, friends, community members. Instead, he said, I will pull down my barns and I will build bigger ones. Starting to see how selfish this rich man was. And I will store all my fruits and my goods there. And I will say to my soul, Soul, you have many goods laid up for many years. Take your ease, eat, drink, and be merry. He convinces himself that he has done good. But you know, God said to him, Fool, this night your soul shall be required of you. And whose shall those things be which you have prepared? This man tried to comfort his soul in his greediness, but to what end? The Bible tells us, Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 7, Upon death that our body shall return to the earth as it was, and the spirit shall return to God who gave it. Our souls belong to God. And so this man, unknowing of God, unknowing of God's plan for his life, or ignoring of God's plan of his life, the scripture tells us he made preparation only for the things of this earth, while hoarding good, while placing his treasures on the earthly things. God said to him, you fool. Why would God call him a fool? 
There are at least two noteworthy times in the Bible where the word fool is applied to man. Psalms chapter 53 verse 1 is one of them. The scripture tells us, The fool have said in his heart that there is no God. And also in this particular verse, Luke 12 verse 20, when the scripture says, But God said to him, The fool. Why is he called a fool? The following verses explain. Verse 21, Scripture says, So is he who lays up treasures for himself and is not rich towards God. He is called a fool. Why? Because he laid up treasures for himself, but he was poor towards God. This man could have used the opportunity of life, the blessings of life, to lay up treasures towards God, but he did not. Instead, he hoarded all that he had. He was selfish. He was greedy by application. And God was not impressed. Men may have been impressed with his wealth and, and how well off he was, how he, how, he, how he may have been able to afford, but God was not. This parable, friends, truly envelops the mind of the modern man of the world that we live in today. It highlights both our focus and our flaws. Or we have lost track of the things which are most important in our lives like families and relationship and God. So we have learned to use people and love things instead. Instead of loving people and using things. It reveals to us how much how we come to believe that life is more about gaining and securing of material things. How we heap treasures here on earth instead of good deeds towards God and man, and laying up treasures towards God instead of here on earth. Let me ask you a question. Are there things which you love or have loved even more than life itself? To some, the thing which means more than life itself, to them is their money. It may not be the words that they may use to describe, it may not be the words that they have spoken, but as the old saying goes, our actions speak louder than words. And so to some, it is their money to which they think is more than life itself. And to others, it is their job. Our jobs are important, but they cannot mean more than life itself to us. What is life on earth if it's not time and our attention? And therefore, the things we give more time and attention to might be deemed the things which mean the most to our lives, the, the, the things which are our treasures in this world, and the things to which we may apply this saying, I love it more than life itself. To others, that which they seem to love more than life itself might be their material possessions. To one, it's his car. And to another, perhaps, his cell phone. And we could tell these things because we see, we, because of the time and the attention we give. We ignore so many things in life to, to give time, for example, to a job or, to, or in making of money. We ignore families. We ignore loved ones. Families, marriages break up sometimes as a result of these things. Take, it, for example, the cell phone. You know, one of the things I like doing is just going through funny videos because I like to take my mind off the things of this world from time to time. And sometimes I, I come across these videos that show how people stumble, bounce into things, fall and, and crash. 
into things because of the unwavering attention that they are giving to their cell phones while they may be walking down the stairs, walking on the streets, walking in the corridors, and even in the road. So much time and so much attention is given to these things that, especially in the lives of, the, of our young ones, and I do not even say that anymore because it's, it's pretty much the same. It doesn't matter what age you are anymore. What about those who suffer with addiction, all forms of addiction? Do you know not all addictions are diseases? Some are addicts to their jobs. Some have been addicts to games, just playing games. Some are addicts to pornography. And even now, while there's more time at home and yet the cell phone and the other media items are available, then some, some are struggling with their addictions. But these are the things to which we love more than life itself because of the time and the attention that we give to them. The question is this. Listen, the thing that you give your life for, will it be worth it at the end? The thing which you are giving your life for, is it worth it? When you say you love something more than life itself, you are saying in essence that you are willing to give your life, your very life in exchange for that thing. A story I heard about goes something like this. A father who told his children that if their hearts was failing and they needed a donor, but there was none to be found, that he would have himself tested to see if it was a match. And if it did, and if the doctors would allow him to do it, then he would ask them to take his own heart and give it to his son or daughter. And his son, being 11 years at the time, said to him, But that means you will die. And so he answered him, That's how much I love you and your sister. I love you so much that I would give up my life in order to let you live, I would give you my heart without hesitation. The phrase, more than life itself, it's perhaps greater characterized by one who is willing to give his very life for that thing which he loves. To love something more than life itself is an expression of a love so deep that one would be willing to give his life in exchange for that thing. Friends, I want you to know that this is exactly what Jesus did for you. Exactly the kind of love that Jesus has for you. And so, John chapter 15 and verse 13 tells us, Greater love have no man than this, but that a man would lay down his life for his friends. Romans 5, 6, 8 says, For we yet being without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. For one will, one will with difficulty die for a righteous man, yet perhaps one would even dare to die for a good man. But God commendeth his love towards us. God demonstrated his love towards us, in that while we were sinners, Christ died. For the ungodly. For Christ also once suffered for sins, Peter tells us, 1 Peter 3.18, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God, indeed being put to death in the flesh, but made alive to God in the spirit.
More than life itself is what Jesus expressed when he gave himself to be hung on a tree so that you and I can be saved from our sins. First of all, let me say this. Jesus left his glory as part of the Godhead Trinity. Yes, I know that the word Trinity is not in the Bible, but the word Godhead is, and it means the same thing. He gave up his position as God. The Bible tells us, John chapter 1, verse 1, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Verse 14 tells us, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And that's speaking about Jesus. The scripture tells us, Colossians chapter 2, verse 9 says, For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. So why would Jesus leave his position in heaven as God? Acts chapter 20 verse 28 gives us an insight. The scripture says there, Take heed therefore unto yourselves and to the flock over the which the Holy Ghost have made you overseers to feed, to feed the church of God which he has purchased with his blood. Listen. It was necessary for Jesus to put upon him, to take upon him flesh so that he could shed his blood. You see, the shedding of blood for the forgiveness of sins is important. The scripture tells us without the shedding of blood that there is no remission of sins. If God did not sacrifice himself in the form of flesh upon the cross of Calvary, then your sins is still upon you. If Jesus be not God, then his sacrifice for your sins is in vain. It's po- it was pointless. You see, only the blood of God himself is a suitable sacrifice for the forgiveness of sins. So in other words, God died for you. Jesus died for you. That's what the Apostle Paul meant when he says, to feed the church of God which he has purchased with his blood. Spirit does not have blood, but flesh and blood. Flesh and blood has blood. And that's why Jesus left heaven he came down upon earth and he gave his life for you why because he loved you more than life itself would you give your life for the thing which you love the most would you give your life for your job would you give your life for a cell phone i anticipate that most of you will say no but this is exactly what some of us have done throughout the years is exactly what many have, been, have done which has broken their relationships, have left them unable to hear the voice of God which calls them, being so committed that they have forsaken or they have ignored the things of life that are more important. But listen, Even if you would give your life for something or someone, you would not be able to save their souls. The saving of the soul is something that is only capable because Jesus, who is the spotless Lamb of God, the sinless Lamb of God, was able and He alone was able to do for you and I. I want you to know this, that your life is precious, that your soul is priceless. That Jesus died for your sins. 
And that salvation is in Christ alone. What are the most important things of this life? It is good for you and I to be reminded of that. And that's why Jesus told his apostles, Be not anxious as to your life, what you shall eat, nor your body, what you shall put on. For life is more than food, and the body is more than clothing. Consider the ravens, they neither sow nor reap. They neither have storehouses or barn, yet God feeds them. How much more are you better than birds? And he said, which of you? He said, which of you being anxious can add one cubit to his stature? If you are unable to add one cubit to your stature, why are you worried about the rest? Consider the lilies, how they grow. They do not, they toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you that even King Solomon in all of his glory was not yet arrayed like one of these. And therefore if God so clothe the grass which today is in the field and tomorrow is cast into the oven, how much more will he clothe you, O ye of little faith? And therefore he says, Do not seek what you shall eat and drink and stop being in anxiety. For all these things the nations of the world seek after. And your Father which is in heaven know that you have need for these things. But rather, seek first the kingdom of God and all these things shall be added unto you. What are the most important things of this life? Friends, we were created by God. Scripture tells us, we were made in His own image. It tells us also that we are sustained by God. Paul says, in Him we live and move and have our being. And you know what? We will also be going back to God. This life is full of important things like families, health and wellness. But without a doubt, the most important thing in our life is God. Translation, it is preparing our hearts to come face to face with a God of heaven. The Bible tells us, Hebrew writer says, Hebrews 9.27, For it is appointed to men once to die, but after this the judgment. 2 Corinthians 5.10 We must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, so that each one may receive the things done through his body, according to that which he has done, whether it be good or whether it be bad. The most important thing in your life, in our lives, ought to be the things of God and the things of the kingdom of God. Do you know what is the kingdom of God? The kingdom of God are the people of God. For God dwells in the hearts of his people. The church is not the building, it is the people. You are important to God. Your soul salvation is that which is important to God. Therefore, surrender your life to Jesus while you still can. While it is still called today. The reason why we are alive, the reason why we still exist, is the opportunity that God gives unto us for us to make it right unto Him. The Bible tells us, For God is not slack concerning His promises, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to us word, not willing that any should perish, but that all would come unto repentance. It is sad that it has to take sometimes such drastic circumstances in life for us to recognize that some things in our lives which we think are more important than life itself, are in reality not, they do not even come close. It is important that we get hold, we, be, we face the reality of the matter, 
that this life is not about the attaining and securing of material things. It's not just about the partying and the playing. It's not just about having fun. That it is really and truly about our hearts being prepared to meet God. That our souls being saved to meet our God. Jesus says, For what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? Have you been able to answer that question? What shall you give in exchange for your soul? Or what would you profit if you gain the whole world and lose your own soul? This is the opportunity that God has, give, God has given us. Today is the day of salvation. If you will hear his voice, harden not your heart. A friend, bow down at the foot of Jesus. Seek forgiveness of your sins for repentance. Put your faith in the Son of God who loves you and gave himself for you. Repent and be baptized for the remission of your sins, Scripture tells us, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. God desires to be with you. God desires to be your Father and you His Son. He desires to give you life abundantly as Jesus promised. But you have to stop and listen. You have to choose Jesus. Instead of the things of this life. You have to choose Jesus over the material things of this world. You have to choose Jesus. Choose love. Choose salvation. Choose God. He loves you more than life itself. I trust that this lesson will encourage you. Bring you clarity of mind and heart. To pursue the things which matter the most. I thank you for listening, and I pray God's blessing upon you. Thank you. God bless you. Goodbye.